and welcome to the Happier Marriage Podcast. A podcast for spouses longing to have a happier marriage so they can feel more connected, desired and supported. Now, to start the show, here is your host, and Sherpa, licensed marriage and family therapist and certified relationship coach, Kingsley Grant. Thanks for joining me on this show. This is episode 23, and today we'll be unpacking this topic, five strategies to rescue your marriage starting today. Five strategies to rescue your marriage starting today. Let me say this. You might be triggered by some of what I share and from the angle from which I come. But remember, that is one of the purpose of this show, to stir things up and then to take you in for a safe landing that you can depend and trust me on. This show is brought to you by kingsthegrant.com. Our hope is that you will be challenged, inspired, and encouraged in this episode as in every other episodes. Stay tuned. So the big question is this, how is it possible that you have a happier marriage when you feel like you've tried everything? Your spouse isn't making an effort. You're exhausted. You feel like giving up or there's so much hurt that's taken place between you and your spouse. That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of Happier Marriage World? I hope you are ready for another round of the Happier Marriage podcast. Today, we're talking about five strategies to rescue your marriage starting today. So you'll have a happier marriage. And here's a good news. This is something that you can begin to do not only today, but by yourself. You don't need your spouse to actually join you. Yes, it's the best if he or she could join you in this effort, but you can begin this process. You can begin to rescue your marriage. And that's what we'll share in this episode today. You may or may not agree with what I will say in this episode, but you always can share your thoughts and your feedback, your disagreement or agreement in a comment or through an email. As you'll hear the announcer will provide how you can actually email us on a comment if you like or don't, but also on the platform in which you're listening, you can also access that and share a comment on social media. I would more than appreciate that. Make sure that whatever you do to stick around to the end, because I have a special gift for you. Whether you agree or not, we'll still give you that special gift. Thanks for joining me for this episode. As you have already heard, we're talking about the five strategies to rescue your marriage starting today and to have a happier marriage than you currently have. Now, having counseled and coached hundreds of couples over the past several years as a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified relationship coach, and from what I've experienced as a husband in my own marriage of over three decades, I'm able to talk about this topic in confidence, right? Because I have had personal and professional experience. And I think I'm speaking from that angle, trying to help you to see how you too can have a happier marriage and how you can rescue your marriage. If it is in, let's put it this way. If there's any rescuing that can be done, you can rescue that marriage. Now there's some marriages I know is, you could say it's past 
because they already have initiated divorce proceedings. And maybe I hope that's not your marriage. So, so some marriages have passed that point. But yet I still see, I've seen on occasions where a couple who have even proceeded and began, actually I have counseled with a couple, I remember not one, but more than one who have actually come in to see me years ago and they were on the verge of divorce. I mean, actually one has gone, had went ahead and actually saw a divorce attorney and had I written up, had drawn up the divorce proceedings and was just waiting to serve their, their spouse. But yet somehow they still decided to come in for counseling, hoping that let's give it one last shot. Now, this is not the best time to go for counseling when you are on the verge of a divorce. You know, most couples wait until the last moment, wait until things are so bad, that's when they'll decide to go in for counseling. That's not the recommended time. My suggestion is get counseling. The moment you begin to see things are going awry, where you're not being able to work through some of your differences, you're, you tend to be in conflict more than you're not in conflict. Everything becomes an argument or a fight. I would suggest don't wait until things are so eroded in the relationship where where it's almost like too far gone and then you're trying to rescue. Now, is it possible? Yes. Number one, I believe it's possible through some hard disciplinary work that can be done. But I believe as a person of faith, as a Christian, that all things are possible with God. I've seen God turned around the worst of the worst kind of relationships and marriages. So I know that's possible, but I know it's possible if both individuals are willing and determined to do the work. But you might say, well, Kinsley, what if my husband or my wife is not up for this? What if he or she have checked out and, you know, just kind of um, going on cruise? And so I have to be the one. Well, my friend, it's still possible. I believe you can still do the heavy lifting. Yes, it may require some heavy lifting on your part, but I believe it's possible for to turn that marriage around. Again, will it take work? Yes. Will it take discipline? Yes. Will it take time? Yes, it will take quite a bit of time. And sometimes I find people don't even want to get started. I've heard so often these words, man, it's too hard. I, I just don't have the energy. I just have given everything I've got. I have nothing less I mean, left to give. I've heard that. And I know you might be tired. I know you might be so fatigued. I know you might be at a place right now where you're saying, Kinsley, you don't understand. It's not like for lack of trying. It's not because I have not attempted, but it just seems like every door I knock on in this marriage, it seems to be locked. And those that were open are slammed in my face. So you don't understand. I mean, so it's easy for you to say because you've never been there. Well, yes, you're right. It's easy for me to say because I've never been there. I've not been there. Thank God I've not been there. Um, have there been times when it could have been there? Yes. Um, if we continued the path we were going down, yes. I mean, like in any marriages, any relationships, that can happen, right? But for God's grace. But I believe that there are some things you can do. Because when I work with couples and I ask them, I said, well, how is it that you're responding to what's happening in your relationship. And for the most times, most part, the response of the spouse that may be talking to me is one that is least, it's a bit the least desired. He or she is no saint. 
they're acting, you know, as if the husband or the wife is a problem. But I do, when I listen to what they will say or what they will do in their marriage, I'm thinking, you know, I don't say this, but I'm thinking, you ain't no saint. I mean, don't come in here acting as if you have nothing to do with what's going on. You are just as guilty and sometimes even more guilty for what's happening. Now, I don't say that because that's not my job. My job is to help them to walk through where they're at and to help navigate and bring them to a place where they can have a better uh, response to their relationship. But I'm thinking, you know, at at times I think to myself, you know, I'm human and I'm going to have human thoughts. I mean, of course, I always have human thoughts, never have any other thoughts but human. So (laughs) I don't know, it sounds funny saying that, but I'm going to have just a human reaction. Even though I'm a professional and been doing this for so many years, inwardly, I hold it together. I mean, they will never know I'm thinking something, but I'm thinking that, you know, yeah, but you're not any saint. But I don't I will challenge them. I will challenge that spouse about that, how they were, they were telling me what they're doing. Because I'm not using the, you know, saying that you're not, you're not, no, you're not a saint and you're not as guilty. I'm not using those things. I'm not in there alleging those things. But in my mind, I'm working from that place of saying, yeah, but you do have a responsibility. You have a part to play. Yes, the pie, as far as it may be divided, they might be have 85% of the pie is their, you know, that's their problem. Is there, they're the ones who is guilty for 85% of that pie. And my friend, your slice may be a small slice, but it's a slice anyway. And that's what I'm thinking that you have a chance uh, to be able to turn this around if you so choose, right? So, if you're up for it, if you're willing to say, King said, okay, now give those five strategies to me. What can I do outside of what I've done? Well, I'm not saying that you're not doing some of these things I'm going to mention. You might be, but I still want to mention them anyway, because I believe that sometimes we just have not given ourselves the best chance. We have not given ourselves um, to actually done the things we, we can do and exhaust as much as possible our role in what's happening. So here's the five in this order, um, I listed five strategies. I'm going to mention them and what they look like and see if there's any of these that you might be guilty of, right? Or you may actually be playing right into your husband's or your wife's um, uh, hand, basically. And you're any wonder you're not basically getting a breakthrough. So here's the first one. If you're going to be able to transform your marriage, if you're going to have a, a different marriage and rescue your marriage starting today, the first thing I want to really challenge you to do, first thing, and I want to put it in this order, is change the way you talk. Change the way you talk to your spouse. I cannot tell you how often, as I listen to couples in sessions and hear the way they're talking to each other, the manner in which they're talking to each other, the tone which they're using, to, to talk to their spouse, right? In a manner, you know, John Gottman talks about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And he talks about these four things that he's seen if when practice or when, it's at, when it is identified in marriages, in relationships, he said any of these four or all these four, but any of these four that's actually been shown up in your marriage, the chance is 95% chance you will end up in a divorce. And one of those things he talks about is uh, contempt, contempt. Contempt is a way that is, is looking at your husband or your wife in a contemptible manner. In a manner, it's almost like disdain. I just cannot 
you know, it's almost like when you think of them, you see them, it's almost like something turns within you. Is this, you despise the very words that come out of their mouth. You despise being in their presence, right? A contemptible approach. And they know it. You don't want to be around them. But not just do they know that because of which uh, I'll talk about in a few moments, the actual behavior, but they hear the words, the, the terseness, you know, the, the sharp tongue, the quick way of just cutting that person down and, and speaking them in a disrespect, speaking to them in a very disrespectful manner. Maybe you're guilty of that. And you're wondering why your marriage is still heading for divorce. But if you want to rescue your marriage, you've got to take responsibility for your action, for your words, how you speak to your spouse. You cannot speak to him or her in a manner as if he or she is a child, right? They are an adult. That's why you do adult things like getting married. So you speak to your husband and your wife as an adult, not as a child, not trying to lecture and put them in their corner, so to speak, and reprimand them as if they are your kid. So you've got to change the way you speak to your husband and or your wife, right? It, it has to be a tone that simply say, you know, I may disagree. I may be mad with you. I may be angry right now, but there's no way to treat you by speaking to you as if you're stupid, as if you are from Mars, as if you're from some other planet, right? That's not the way to speak to a husband or a wife and expect your marriage to be a successful that change the way you talk, the tone in which you approach your spouse, right? You've got to uh, be able to speak in a, um, yet you might be upset, but still it's not an excuse to be nasty in the way you speak to your spouse, to your husband or to your wife. And I cannot tell you how often I've seen and heard how a spouse, a husband will speak to his wife or the wife to her husband in a nasty manner as if they're not on the same page. You would think there are enemies. So if you're going to rescue your marriage, the first thing you're going to work on is your words. You know, I love what the Bible says. It talks about the tongue. And it says the tongue is like a world set on fire. It, and it talks about the the, 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 tie, the tongue can set the, the forest on fire. That tongue is a, a very vicious thing. It speaks about a vicious thing, right? And, and um. And it really can set the whole world, the whole forest on fire. Words matter. Words hurt. You know, I grew up in a time where you can hear this statement, sticks and stones may hurt my my bones, but words never hurt me. Come on now. That is a lie. I remember saying it because it was told and it was a, a, like a, a fairy tale or a old wives tale or, you know, you know, one of those things. And, you know, everybody would say, yeah, sticks and stones, especially if you're with your, you know, your friends and they're, they're trying to tear you up with their words. He said, sticks and stones may break my bone, but words never hurt me. And deep inside, those words are hurting. They're cutting. They're tearing you apart. And you know it. But you act as if it's not. But I find sticks and stones will hurt you. And you get over, you get over it. It may bruise you and you get over it. You get past it. Sometimes the bruise don't even show when it's healed. But I can tell you there are words that have hurt and still does, especially those who are closest to you, right? It's your husband, it's your wife. They can hurt you deeper than anybody else. 
And so you've got to change the way you speak if you're going to rescue your marriage. Number two, change your behavior. Change your behavior. You're not going to have a marriage that succeeds and be happy when you are behaving in a manner to your spouse, right? For example, you're, you're in, in your, not just speaking to that person, but just the way you behave around them. It's as if when they're in, in your presence, you know, rolling their eyes, um, just dissing them, walking away when they're talking to you, acting as if they're invisible, right? Maybe it's during the time that you are in a fight, you're actually trying to destroy the very, something that you know is precious to them. You're trying to hurt them so deeply. So your behavior on top of your words is one that tells them you don't care for them. You don't want them to be around. You got to change your behavior. You know, again, I love what the Bible says. Like if your enemy, if you're treating your husband as your, or your wife as an enemy, the Bible tells us if our enemy is hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. Right. So if you're treating your husband or your wife and say they've hurt you so bad, they're the enemy. Well, I mean, basically you're trying to one up on them or match them and say tit for tat. You do this. I do that. If you can hurt me, I'm going to hurt you twice as hard or even more. I'm going to do things that truly hurt you. Right. I may not want to take care of you, I may not want to provide for you or protect you. I'll easily behave in a manner when we're in public, throw you under the bus. I will I'll, um, embarrass you, say things or do things, walk away from you when you're talking to me in a public place or even before the children. I'll make you feel so small. Act as if you're not even there, right? In our behaviors. So our behaviors become something we got to change. We've got to treat our spouse, even if we're mad at them and angry with them. There's no way to behave. Number one, it makes you look so small. It just erodes who you are. Because how better are you if you're going to behave in a manner like a child? You know, I'm going to throw a temper tantrum. I'm going to show you. I'm going to pick up my ball and go home and leave you standing. You know, I'm going to leave you stranded. I've seen, I've, I mean, I've actually seen um, where a couple, you know, actually was upset and so mad at each other that they opened the door and said, get out. I mean, just to hear those words, get out. Or they're swearing at them and, you know, just treating them as, as if they're, again, not made in God's image or they're, spouse, their husband, their wife, one with that person. You got to change your behavior. Number three, let go of the past. It's impossible to rescue your marriage if you're holding on to the past. Now, I know there are things that your husband or your wife may have done to hurt you deeply. I get it. But we've got to walk in forgiveness. I know it's not easy. And that's why I said earlier, some things I may say you may not agree with. But we've got to walk in forgiveness. We've got to forgive as we too want to be forgiven. At some point, we had need of forgiveness, of being wanting to forgive, and we requested that. And we were so happy when that person granted us forgiveness. We've got to walk in forgiveness with our spouse. We gotta, we've got to let go of the past. I know, again, it's easier said than done. But here's the thing. doesn't mean it's impossible. Even though it's maybe hard, it may take time. And effort and intentionality and prayer 
and all the different things you may need. But my, my friend, listen, if your marriage is worth it, my question to you is this, is it worth holding onto the past? How is that going to help your marriage? How is that going to make your marriage better by holding onto the past? You've got to find a way. And there are ways, there are ways to actually really re-reconcile a relationship where even though the hurt was there, it's seen as a way to grow together and even become closer, become more intimate because of the fact that you've let go of the past. It's possible. But if you're going to rescue your marriage, you've got to let go of the past. Number four, you've got to start sustainable habits or new habits, right? You've got to new, do new, new habits in the marriage. For example, say that, you know, your marriage is not doing well and you decide to implement some new strategies when it comes to, to a habit. It could be making your husband or your wife coffee in the morning because you're, you're still mad at them, but you're going to overcome evil by doing good. A habit of, of making coffee, um, a habit of whatever it might look like, you know, going on a date, trying to figure a way to create space for just you and your husband, right? Is these new habits that you're going to create and start them in your relationship, sustainable habits? Because when you let go of the past, you're willing to do new things that will change the dynamic of the relationship. As you can see, these things are sequential. Okay, when you change the way you talk, change your behavior, let go of the past. Again, if you're doing those things in the sequence I'm outlining, then you're going to be wanting to do new habits. You're going to want to be able to say, let's do some things that's different so we can have a life in our relationship. Again, going on dates, traveling, going for walks, doing things together, maybe finding a hobby you can do together. Maybe just watching um, television together. It's something you're going to do that's sustainable, not a one-off thing. It's something you can do over and over again, right? It could be a date night each week or a date morning, whatever time it is that you set up. And as an example, you can, you can actually that's sustainable. Maybe the following week you do it at the same time again or try to find a time that's more convenient until you settle in on a time that works for you. Start doing sustainable are new habits that are sustainable. So that's number four. So number one, change the way you talk. Number two, change your behavior, your negative behavior. Number three, let go of the past. Uh, number four, start new habits that are sustainable. And number five, solidify those new habits. In other words, practice them, repeat them, rinse and repeat, do them more than once, keep on doing them, let them become a part of the DNA of the marriage, right? Because you're now going to find, here's what I find. When you are able to do new things in your relationship, you're going to have new results. So what has happened that led you to the place where your marriage was on the rocks and actually on the precipice of divorce, you can't keep on doing those same things and expect different results, right? What's got you here? won't get you there. Therefore, you've got to do something different. And that's why these new habits are what's going to get you there because the old habits won't work anymore. So there's five strategies. I'd love to hear from you. Which of these do you think uh, you might need to work on? And or do you agree that these five strategies could be a way to rescue your marriage? If you disagree, let us hear from you. 
it's very important that I hear. And maybe your thoughts, maybe some things that came to your mind that you want to add. I would love to hear because I'm, I'm all for learning. I don't have it all figured out. And so I'm all for learning. And so maybe if you have some thoughts, ideas you want to share, please be my guest. Uh, you can email us at podcast at kingsofgrant.com. You can comment on any of the platforms you're consuming this, or maybe you see a post on the social media, you can comment on there. And you could actually, wherever you ever engage with us, you will find out the announcement will share with you some ways you can also connect with me, but also how you can get this special gift, a special offer that I have for you is free. The announcer will tell you more about that. Before the announcer comes on though, let me tell you, remind you of this, that I have a a very important, um, what I would say, a affirmation. So if, or a prayer journal, not a journal, a prayer, um, 30 days, no, 29 days of prayer, actual prayers you could pray over your marriage, where you could actually pray this prayers every day that I have kind of put together for you to help you to, to pray for your spouse, pray for your marriage, and also some uh, 28 days of affirmations. Uh, these You could speak these affirmations over your marriage. So if you're interested in that, let me know. We want to get that into your hand as well, right? So these are ways that you can help to rescue your marriage. What I shared today, but also these resources will also help you in this process, in this journey. So I want to say thank you for listening, for joining me here. Now let the announcer will tell you how you can get what it is that I made promise us at the very beginning. Here is our announcer. We've come to the end of another exciting show. And if you enjoyed this podcast, one, make sure you give this show a rating and review. Two, subscribe to the show to get all new releases. And three, get your complimentary copy of the Five Secrets to a Happier Marriage ebook at kingsleygrant.com slash HMS ebook. Again, it's kingsleygrant.com slash HMS ebook. See the link in the show notes. Do it today. Don't delay. Thanks so much for listening and make sure you tell one other spouse about this show or better yet, share it with them. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May he turn his face toward you and give you his peace both now and forever.